get those levels up. If you have just tuned in, well, you it is six six zero one and forty eight seconds here on the Radio Free Brooklyn clock, which means you are about to start listening to sitting with Jan Luca here. And I am Jan Luke. I will be sitting with you till 7 p.m. when Teens Take the Mic takes over from me. Um, I uh, Sitting with me <clears throat> this week will be nobody uh, because, sadly, you know, I usually start off. Uh, first of all, I want to thank It Gets Weird. It's a really fun listen, uh, actually. And I um, usually start off as a nod to It Gets Weird with something by Weird Al Yankovic. But sadly, I am not going to do that today, sadly, because sadly, uh, the great Art Neville keyboard player uh, for the Neville Brothers, founder of the Neville Brothers, as a matter of fact, and founder of the Meters, Funk Meister in Chief, passed away a couple of days ago at 81. He had uh, retired from playing the keyboards in December. He has had bad health for the last uh, few years actually wasn't touring very much but still playing with his brothers still playing with uh, the occasional show with the uh, meters and the funky meters a real cornerstone of new orleans music and new orleans funk his uh, nickname was papa funk and which sort of um, it's very appropriate, actually, because he was really the father figure for the for a whole generation of musicians, from Dr. John to George Porter Jr. to all his brothers. He was admired in the Crescent City uh, the way that um, Professor Longhair and James Booker was admired. So this Wednesday, I'm going to pay a big tribute to Papa Funk Art Neville. I met him several times. I saw him play tons of times. As you know, I play, take any excuse to play New Orleans music. I'm going to start off, of course, with some Neville Brothers from a... Um, uh, you know, I'll also be playing some recollections from legendary bass player, some exclusive re- recollections from legendary bass player uh, George Porter Jr., who spoke to me about Art Neville uh, a while back in New Orleans from his house and just what it's like playing with him. A real giant among musicians. So, um, rest in peace, Papa Funk. Uh, a real loss to uh, to R&B and R and B and funk. So I am going to start off by playing some Neville Brothers, playing a meter song. And uh, here they are. And Art Neville will be singing it. And this is Fire on the Bio.
Midnight Fire on the Bayou there by the Neville Brothers, uh, sang by the late Art Neville, passed away a couple of days ago at 81 years old on uh, keyboards and <clears throat> and vocals there. And uh, very much a piano player. Uh, whenever he played organ, George Porter Jr. is going to explain this later, but he actually played the organ and the B3 as if he was playing uh, the piano. And uh, that is all his brothers, Charles Neville um, on saxophone, Aaron Neville uh, singing... Uh, um, uh, oh, I've just spaced it out. But anyway, Charmaine Neville, the sister, on backing vocals, and uh, Ivan Neville. Uh, well, anyway, there's a whole ton of Nevilles, a huge musical family. There's a lot of musical families in New Orleans, actually. But, um, but and the Nevilles being one of them, possibly the most famous one. Um, he was the most... Uh, the oldest of the Neville, and uh, he's called Papa Funk because he really was the oldest of a whole generation of musicians. They all came from the uh, Calliope housing project in the uh, north side of the city. It's just off the French Quarter on the north side of the city. Uh, it's been torn down now, and a whole bunch of musicians came out of there. Willie Turbington was one of the people that came out of the uh, Calliope housing projects. And um, he, Art Neville, uh, already in 1955, when he was 17 years old, already had a hit. Um, so he, he was already like immediately a professional musician. I'm going to play the hit that he had. It's still sung. It's still a staple in New Orleans. They sing this uh, every Mardi Gras. It is a ingrained in the Crescent City culture. So here it is. Uh, this is Art Neville singing when he was in a band, his first band called the Hawkettes. Mardi Gras Mambo. Down in New Orleans where the blues were born It takes a cool cat to blow a horn On the side and Rampart Street The combos play with the Mambo beat The Mardi Gras Mambo, Mambo, Mambo Mardi Gras Mambo, Mambo, Mambo Thank you. 
Good. And one of his hits, actually. Well, Double Art Neville. So uh, we just heard the uh, the hit he had with the Hawkettes when he was wee but a little 17-year-old. And uh, followed that up by um, by another hit he had. He got signed as a solo artist uh, playing his, uh, his uh, doo-wop, uh, which he loved, actually, doo-wop. And, um, and that also was a hit of his. And, uh, yeah, that was called uh, Chadookie-Doo. And uh, that was a couple of years later. Um, so he was already, um, a- a- as a teenager, he was already having hits. So he was very much a patriarch. He, he was loved and admired and uh, at a very early age, sort of in the high echelons. And um, there's some very beautiful recollections of the Neville brothers um, when he used to rehearse at the Calliope housing projects with his band. And uh, his brothers and the people around uh, around the projects would uh, hang around and uh, and uh, stand on uh, tiptoes, peering into the rehearsals uh, in awe of uh, their elder brother, uh, uh, you know, making a success. And, um, and and in fact, later on, of course, he started a band with his brothers and um, so he was older than the others. He was very much a godfather and encouraging of many people. If you have heard the meters, um, 
uh, Art Neville founded the Meters too, and the bass player of the Meters was George Porter. The Meters is a legendary New Orleans funk band, really great funk band. Um, I'm going to play them. Should I play them now? Uh, no, I'm not going to play them now. I'm actually going to play George Porter Jr. from the Meters um, talking about how he... Well, let me see. I am going to play... You know what? I am going to play uh, the Meters. Let's see what Meters think I can bring up. Uh, ma, 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 ma. Oh, I'll play this one. All right. I'm going to play some... Uh, I'm going to play some uh, some meters. Let me see. Well, I'm just going to play a little... Oh. I'm just going to play you a little of them just so you to get an idea of, of who they are. This is a bass player, right? That's George Porter Jr. on bass. And there's a... going to turn it down i just wanted you to just to get a, 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 a i'm going to be playing full-on meters later on don't you worry but i did want you to get an idea of the type of band that i'm talking about but right now um we're in art neville's early days so um and right now george porter jr at the time when art neville was having those hits um well Art Neville went and joined the navy and uh, he didn't get back to the early 60s. When he got back, a young George Porter Jr., the bass player that we just heard on that track uh, by the meters, uh, was playing um, R&B in a bunch of bands. And uh, here is George Porter Jr. telling me uh, uh, about how he first met Art Neville. So uh, uh, hang on, let me get this. So ah, this is it. All right. So here's George Porter Jr. telling me how he met Art, Art Neville. And after that, I'm going to be playing uh, some Art, Art Neville. Uh, you know what? I'm changing that. Yeah. No, after that, I'm going to be playing. No, I'm going to be play, playing Sight. Okay. Changed everything because this is live radio and I do things on the fly. I'm actually going to play um, uh, Art Neville's B-side to that hit that we just heard, which is called Zing Zing. And uh, then I'm going to segue into George Porter Jr., who at the time was playing um, in a uh, in an R&B covers band in an after hours joint. So here's Art Neville playing Zing Zing. Thank you. 
softer than to the meters. I was playing with a guy named Irvin Bannister uh, at a club called on Galveston Street, Galveston, Washington. On a corner from there was a club called uh, um, Charlie's Corner. You knock on the door and a guy look out the door and, uh, and, and if he recognized you, you got in. If he didn't, you didn't, you know. Art and Fats Domino and some of the other echelons, that's where they hung out at. You know, they would hang out at Charlie's Corner. Charlie's closed earlier than we did. So uh, Fats would want to play. So he will come across the street by us and he'll sit in. And it's always, you know, it always like come like 15, 20 minutes before the gig is over and play for an hour. <laughs> no. You know, so, well, so, you know, we, and the club never gave us overtime. You know, we just was there because fat, you just don't sit, tell Fats Diamond to stop playing. Uh, you know, we all Fats, hey, Fats, we gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, but um, one of those nights, Art came across with Fats, and, uh, you know, while we was, while he was playing, so he got to see me because the first time I played with Art, I was a guitar player, and he absolutely told me at the end of the night that you're the worst guitar player I ever <laughs> you know, you won't ever have to worry about me calling. <laughs> so, uh, so he was he sat and watched watched us play. And at the at the when Fats decided he was finished, you know, Art came up to me and told me and said, "Now nah, that's the instrument you ought to be playing." And I was playing bass by then, you know. And he uh, he told me that he asked me if I wanted a gig. He had just kind of finished the tour with Aaron um, doing, uh, I guess he was supporting the, the, the uh, Tell It Like It Is record oh. on tour. And he asked me if I wanted to play, I wanted a gig. He was getting ready to take over the residency over at the club called The Nightcap. Well, you know, Art Neville was considered, you know, upper echelon, you know. Upper echelon was considered Art Neville, and indeed he was. He was already a hit maker and uh, older than the others. George Porter at the time, this would have been in the early 60s, George Porter at the time was uh, really a teenager. He started uh, playing very, very, very young. And um, if you have just tuned in, you are 25 minutes and 22 seconds into sitting with Jan Luca here at Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Jan Luca. I will be sitting with you till 7 p.m. And uh, sitting with me is nobody. I'm doing a tribute to the late Art Neville, a much loved. Uh, patriarch, really, of R&B and funk. They called him Papa Funk, Papa being the operative word, because he really everybody's uh, uh, Papa. Uh, he was like everybody's father figure um, of a certain generation, from Dr. John to, uh, to, to just everybody. Um, he was loved and adored the way that Professor Longhair was loved and adored. And um, anyway, I should also say, by the way, that Radio Free Brooklyn, we are broke. We are a community station. So if you have any jingly jangly in your pocket, feel free to donate. There are donate buttons on the Radio Free Brooklyn website. We also have an app. That is, so if you want to take us with you, uh, please do so. You can download the app online, also at the Radio Free Brooklyn website. Also, we do, you know, we do, we've got like cool podcasting stuff going on. If you want to do a podcast, uh, please do so. Um, we have, uh, we do offer recording services, just so you know, affordable podcast recordings. So, um, as you very may well know or not know it's one of the ways that we here make some coin to keep our lights on and keep our microphones on um that we have really good podcast recording services 
Um, so if you're thinking of starting a new podcast, come contact us. You get an engineer, you get uh, microphones, you get equipment, you get a studio, and you get a 20% discount up until September the 1st, if you wish to do so. So think about it, but don't think about it for too long, because September the 1st sure does creep up fast. So anyway, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, I am going to get back now to the Art Neville um, tribute, and uh, I'm going to carry on with George Porter Jr., actually. Art Neville heard Booker T and the MGs. If you've ever heard Green Onions, you know... Uh, Booker T and the MGs. Um, so Art Neville heard heard it. I'm going to see if I can bring it up, actually. Art Neville heard Green Onions. I'm going to play it right now, actually. Then you know what I'm talking about. Booker T and the MGs uh, and the MGs Green Onions, right? So, uh, so Art Neville heard that and he, he liked the idea. He said, "Oh, that's interesting. Hammond B three organ, drums, bass, and guitar. Oh, I like that." So he uh, actually transposed it 
Um, so he picked up a few musicians, George Porter Jr. that we just heard being one of them, and um, formed the Neville Sounds, which later became the Meters. But I am going to let George Porter Jr., the bass player of the Meters, and uh, possibly the greatest bass player in the world, um, <laughs> take up the story and, uh, and say what happens next. I mean, the very first re Meters recording, well, you know, was on the four tracks we did. It was after we had done a Lee Dorsey session, and uh, and Marshall Sihon came in and said, oh, "Well, it's still early. Why don't y'all guys play something?" And we we did. We played uh, what got to be called for sophisticated sissy. It was here come the. Uh, 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 you know what? I'm going to actually backtrack because I think I'm going to play something that makes a little bit more sense. So he, he, here's George Porter Jr. Talking about that time when it was the Neville Sounds and, and what type of band they were. So here he is. Here's George again. Well, how many hours would you work when you were Well, doing we, were, we were in the quarters from, like, Jack Ziegler. I think Jack Ziegler was started at 7. He played an hour, and, and then um, we would start the 8 o'clock spot, 8 to 9, hour off, come back and do uh, um do he would do nine to ten we would do ten to eleven and uh, he'd come back and do eleven to twelve ah. and then we would play from twelve to one and at that point at one o'clock in the morning is when some of the other clubs on Bourbon Street started closing down and the people from those clubs would come down to where our gig guys and then so we would eventually would basically start out we would like the, the night spot on Bourbon Street, you know, because uh -huh. like everybody, and it's mostly at that point was people who was working the street would end up at the Ivanhoe with with us, you know. So sometimes we would be there until four, five o'clock in the morning. Was it the original quartet then? Well, it had gotten down to it. It originally started off as a five-piece band, Zig, Leo, Art, myself, yeah. and Gary Brown on saxophone. But Gary um, left the group. Well, New Orleans always had the big bass and the big pocket, but you guys dug a deeper pocket and I'm trying to sort of piece together how or why maybe you didn't have that much material and you had to play for five hours in the original days we were basically a cover band you know it was like I guess like any other band that played on Bourbon Street we were a cover band Leo and myself had some jazz input musically a whole lot of R&B um, input. You know, when we were playing Cato, Earl King, you know, Curtis Mayfield, uh, The Fifth Dimensions, Wes Montgomery, you know, we played we played all of that stuff, you know. So Brad when, Green. I'm not sure exactly what that is, what that's about, about when bands become their own entity, uh, you know, then, you know, playing other stuff seems to be as not important as more as it was six months earlier when you were playing everybody's stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So when did you start doing your own stuff? Well, that would be after, uh, after say, probably 69, early oh. 69 is when, you know, when we kind of moved into being our own band and we were on the road as, as much as we were at home. We were on the road more. I mean, after my daughter was born in 68, uh, I think I went on the road. When I came back home, she was, um, she was, Two or three, <laughs> you know. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I came home and, and I remember her asking her mama, "Who's that? <laughs> you know, who's that guy? Uh, you know." 
<laughs> you see, that's why they were such great musicians. They put in their hours. I'm going to carry on with a little bit more George Porter Jr. Actually talking about the Neville sounds and how they became the meters and actually how that... Um, how that fused into uh, this really groundbreaking New Orleans uh, funk band. So uh, take it away, George. Man, which again, it was meter one, meter two. In the very first re meters recording, you know, was on the full tracks we did. It was after we had done a Lee Darcy session. And, uh, and Marshall Seahorn came in and said, oh, well, it's still early. Why don't y'all guys play something? And we, we did. We played uh, what got to be called for Sophisticated Sissy. It was Here Come the Meter Man, which, again, it was meter one, meter two, meter three, meter four. Well, it wasn't even called meters. It was just one, two, three, and four because we weren't the meters yet. Oh, that was still you weren't we the still, meters. We weren't the meters yet. You know, we were just the band. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Were they improved in the studio? Did you riff it through, or did they any were, of they you? Were, actually... They were improved in the studio. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, so it was just like oh, one, two, three, four, and away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you, presumably you were pretty tight by that point. You could well, just... Yeah. Well, we were playing. We were playing six nights a week on Bourbon Streets for you know for yeah. for well over a year at that point. Yeah. Uh... Thank you. 
funky or what, right? <laughs> that is the meters. What started by Papa Funk Neville, and uh, yeah, really is a funky, funky, funky keyboard player. Um, oh, I've got, oh, I've got so much to get through. I'm not going to be able to play it all, but I'm going to play. Um, you know, the meters became a really a razor tight session band. They uh, played, if you've heard Lee Dorsey, most of the R&B cuts that came out of New Orleans from uh, Lee Dorsey, Irma Thomas. Here's a track. I can't play you all of it because I do have some stuff to get to. But here's a track um, that uh, also the meters with Art Neville is uh, is on. And I am absolutely 100% sure that you know this. So uh, here it is. This is Art and the meters as well. Get your ya ya here. <laughs> yeah, that's the meters too. Uh, Patty LaBelle, the meters. Uh, they've been on actually. Uh, Robert Palmer picked them up for his first ever LP uh, called Sneak and Sally Through the Alley. And um, Paul McCartney actually uh, poached the meters for uh, for one of his projects, uh, Venus and Mars. And as a matter of fact, they had a big release party um, for Venus and Mars. And who did he get was the meters to, um, to uh, 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 play his private party. And in fact, I'm going to play... Uh, just so happens that someone's uh, with a recorder and uh, so here's Art Neville introducing the meters and then the meters playing Art Neville's beloved doo-wop and boogie-woogie which he loved so here's Art Neville at Paul McCartney's um, record release party right but now we let let y'all know that we're, we're from New Orleans we're the meters and we're glad to be here in California you know out of sight. In fact, there's a whole lot of people from New Orleans came down with us. Right on for New Orleans, y'all. Oh, I know New Orleans can do better than that. What y'all doing? Don't pull that on me. <laughs> yeah. Let to introduce some of the fellas in the group. We have on our guitar, guitarist Mr. Leo Nocentelli. Yeah. Brother Leo. All right, well, that, that's the introduction. I just wanted to hear you a little bit of, uh, play a little bit of the great Art Neville talking. <laughs> he was so cool, my God. And here they are playing Rockin' Pneumonia. That's Art singing, by the way. I wanna 
God, I miss him already. <laughs> if you have just tuned in, well, you've kind of just missed sitting with Jan Luca here at Radio Free Brooklyn. I have been Jan Luca. I've been sitting with you since 6 p.m. Uh, no one's been sitting with me uh, this Wednesday because I am uh, mourning and saluting and celebrating the um, the life of Art Neville, keyboard player and um, patriarchal figure for a whole generation of New Orleans musicians. They called him Papa Funk and uh, Funk and Papa being the operative words. He really was a um, an inspiration to uh, to an ama- and and change music kind of uh, uh, forwarded funk. If you want more of me, uh, well, I'm here obviously every Wednesday 6 p.m. You can also uh, um, catch up on the Radio Free Brooklyn website. There's uh, there's all this will be archived about four days to a week after transmission. You can also listen to it on megaphone. If you want to get in touch with me, I should say I reply to every single email, every single one. It is sitting with at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Um, and I also love to hear you through Instagram. And I do have an Instagram I reply to everything on Instagram too. It's sitting with GT is my Instagram. Please get in touch. Good or bad, I really do like to hear from you. So please, please, please get in touch. I welcome it. Yeah, what did I say? Sitting with GT. I am going to sign off. Teens take the mic is up in about eleven minutes. So I'm going to um, I'm going to uh, sign off with George Porter Jr. That's the bass player that we're listening to right now. Bass player for the Meters. He's become a heck of a legend, um, and he played with Art Neville for fifty years. And I'm going to leave out. I'm going to. uh, sign out, that's the word I'm looking for, with George Porter Jr. talking about what it's like to play with Art Neville and going into some of the songs. So here he is. Here's George Porter Jr. You've been listening to Sitting with Jan Luca. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you again for listening to me. It really does mean a whole lot. So here's George Porter Jr. talking about Art Neville.
to just kiss my baby a lot there's a lesson for a lot of busy players in that because what you were saying about africa right where you're playing one note uh on on just kiss my baby no one's really doing any you know there's like really it's all air and there's so little going on mm -hmm. uh, well i mean it's, it's it's all of the pieces fitting into a, a, an idea the pocket that zig created you know and the, and the guitar lick We, you know, was like the main parts of the song. Truth of the matter, the glue to that song is what Art Neville's plays, the organ part. Oh yeah, 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 because it bonds it. It's it. It's, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's kind of it's kind of buried in the mix. Mm. It's not as as up in front as the guitar and the bass lines are. But I mean, but uh, um, that's where the glue is down there in that bottom. Yeah. That's because it's, it's holding down the bottom. And yeah. Art's had his, you know, Art's left hand. Was you know was sometimes getting in the way of mine, but sometimes you know that left hand was it was bottom in under the bottom that you know that was glue you know. Oh, yeah, because because his his <laughs> his organ kind of binds it together. It comes in at the beginning. There's just like he does a little riff at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it, but it, but it's a rhythm part. It's, yeah. a, it's a rhythm part that you know because I played piano on organ.
together for now uh, as we 50 years again? 50 years okay so is there any difference is it different playing with art than anyone else or it's yeah. not it's not any easier mm. playing with art today than it was playing with him you know 50 49 years ago can you read each other that well today art's left hand still still plays a heavy role in getting